we're gonna just jump into this. This is like like I'm saying. This is. I just found it to be fascinating. Some I got and some I definitely didn't get. Kashem Hashem is Baruch Meir Ponav Adam. Hashem shows His light to a person. What does it mean? Hashem like Hayer Ponav right? Like show you like Yoyer Ponav Eilecha. Like He should show His face to you. What does it mean? So it says Hayinu Shemir Belibo. Amitas Hashem is Baruch. It means these are wow. I find Rav Tzadik to be so intense and so fascinating. He says what it means is that Hashem lights up in the person's heart the truth of Hashem. That really he fills up the whole world. The Evesuloso and there's no one besides Hashem. I can't tell you like this is for me a very powerful line. One of the things that occupies my mind when I'm trying to think about Yiddishkeit and Torah, I think about like, when do we light up? Like, when does that happen? You know, everybody has their music, for example, that, that lights them up inside, lahavda, right? But it comes to like davening, learning Torah, sometimes we don't feel the light. And we, when we're thinking about Hashem, we don't necessarily feel that light. We don't feel that connection. <clears throat> and what the, when Hashem shines his light on a person, it means that he feels in his heart Hashem is everywhere. He loves me. He's running the world. Right? That's what it means. Now, right? That's what's called redemption. By redemption, what does it mean, redemption? It means when a person is taken out of the smallness. So when he feels deeply connected to Hashem and he feels, oh, Hashem is really there with me, so that's considered like he's being redeemed. Commotion Mr. Ha until it says, light your countenance, the Nibashaya, and we will be saved. Right? So there's this balance of when we feel that connection deep, or it's a process, when we feel that deep connection that Hashem is lighting up our, our hearts, then we feel, okay, we're saved, we're we're free men. And he's bringing, this is a phrase which is used, which means even though a person may find himself in a fairly dark place, but the bottom line is, if Hashem lights up even a little bit in his light, it goes a tremendous distance. We've all had that experience. Some, you know, like a, a little, in, you know, in Kabbalah Shabbos, or you see Heishmei Rabbah, something, you see a, a sunset, and it's a light, that little bit of light that like, oh, the branch is with me. So it's normally more with Torah and Tefillah. When the Shem is with me, we'll see that like looking at the beautiful sunset. That's a little bit different, all right? So then you feel like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm, it's even though there's a lot of darkness in my world, but there's light here over here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, the Kashem Nikmas Orbe Bayis, when you bring light into the house, so then darkness leaves it. So the, the, the house, is not just our physical house we're living in, but it's the physical, is the house of our being. Right? We're like a house, we're like a little miniature house. When light goes into that house, so we get lit up. Okay. There's a medrash called Shokher Tov. It says, it says like this, Pirish, Anu Ein Lanu Ella Ha'aris Panecha, Hashem, what we are really looking for is you lighting up your countenance, because in the base of English, it says, Nemar, Yero Eh, 
So it says you should see Yireh. It says you should see Pene Adon, the the face of the master. What does that mean? Ha'inu Rias Pani, Mamish. Rias Pani Mamish. When you see, okay, when we talk about going to the base of English, you should see the face of Hashem. What does it mean to see the face of Hashem? You don't see, we don't see the face of Hashem. There's no face to Hashem, right? So that idea is what we're saying is when Hashem shows his face to us, it means there's a light inside. We feel his presence in front of us. We feel that connection. And our world turns to darkness to light, right? That's the process. Now, that's the base of Migdish. That's the, this is so far. I mean, the rest of the piece is not, I found it now from here on, it gets a lot more challenging. But that's the simple shot of how we're starting over here. That when we, when we have this procedure, right? We have the light, Hashem showing his face. We feel the light inside. And that lights up all of the darkness. And we're ready to take on the world. And we feel, we feel redeemed. Okay, now. Uh, fine. Now, the Hagam, the Moshe Rabbeinu, all of Shalom Neemar. Now, by Moshe, it says, it says by Moshe Rabbeinu, he didn't see my face. Right? It says by God, when we go to the base of the we see the face of Hashem, and the Moshe, and the study is explaining to us that that's like all things when we're talking about Hashem's face, Hashem's hands, etc. Doesn't mean his face. It means a reality of an expression of how Hashem relates to us, right? So that's the Panei Hashem. Ah, Moshe Rabbeinu himself says he didn't see the face of Hashem. It sounds like he didn't have this deep connection and expression on inside of his heart. How could that be, right? The fish because again, if he didn't say this, Reb Sadi didn't say it, we wouldn't say it, because Moshe Rabbeinu was in Chutzlaris. And that's what he heard. Now, I'm going to tell you that there are certain words you want to take with us, all, all insights, all Ritzadik, all Torah. But over here, there's going to be an insight into our bench, a very interesting insight into our bench. So it says as follows In the benching, it goes like this. And he says there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a difference. Hold on. There's going to be a difference between the first bracha and bench of benching. And the second bracha of benching. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the first bracha, and Yeshua gave us the second bracha. The first bracha, as up till now we're saying, was written in Chutz Laaretz, and the second bracha was written in Eretz Israel. And we're going to see why that's important, what the significance is. He says, "Lachem b'birchas birchas hazon shetikin Moshe Rabbeinu halavashalom." Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who established the bracha of hazon as a kol. The first bracha, the first blessing in our benching. We don't speak about Hashem in a direct way, which means in the second bracha, we're going to say that in right? you wanted the land, right? You gave us, and you gave us such good, and it's always talking to Hashem directly. But by the first brother, we don't talk to Hashem directly. We don't say, you, 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 your land, you gave the good. You it's not like that, right? It's Lashem Nistar, it's hidden. We're not talking directly to Hashem. We don't talk directly to Hashem. 
Now, the question is, why is it like that? Why is it that when it comes to, right? But why is it that when we are talking in the first prophet, we're not talking directly, so to speak, to Hashem, and in the second prophet, we are. And he says something which is totally remarkable. And he says, now, I don't want to make anybody over here feel bad, right? But he says, what's the reason? Shahadar b'chutzlaritz. It says that somebody who lives in Chutzlaritz is like he doesn't have a God. That's what it says in the Gemara Ksuvis. It means he doesn't have a certain con- direct connection with the Shem. All right? You're just checking in. He's saying, you're oh, there he disappeared. Okay, well, I have to catch him up. Uh, right? Now, I don't know if you guys are getting this. It's a little bit tricky, but it's just a fascinating point. In the first problem, we said, Hazan is the colors, Hazan is Olam Kula, Vukuba, the Chaim, because he, 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 uh, he gives food to the whole world. But he, why don't say you give food to the whole world? Right? In the second problem, we say, No de Lucha. Thank you, Hashem. We're talking directly to Hashem. Because the first bracha was written in the outside of Eris Israel. So we don't talk to Hashem directly when we're, in Eris, when we're out of Eris Israel. When we get to Israel, we talk to Hashem directly, right? Again, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I know, aren't you just left? So I don't mean to like, you know, right? But, but this idea of talking directly is something that doesn't happen in the first bracha, but it does happen in the second bracha. As I, I hope you guys are getting me. I'm just kind of talking. Everybody's in, you know, it's, all, it's fine. I just, I'm used to talking to myself. I'm hoping that this is also being understood. Uh... Fine. Moshe never came to Israel. Now, the way we're saying now, it could sound like that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come to Israel, something's lacking. Right? He didn't have this direct relationship. Let's go, this, let's go through this slowly. Again, according to Reb Sadiq, the first bracha benching is what's called nister. It's hidden. We don't talk directly to Hashem. We say Hazan right? We say he gives food to everyone, right? In the second bracha, we say that was written by Moshe. The second bracha, we say No Hashem Al Yisrael, right? the same you gave it the land. that you want. We talk to Hashem directly. So why is it by the first bracha we don't talk to Hashem directly? And in the second bracha, we do talk to Hashem directly. All right? Yaakov, you getting this? You're going to need to tell your wife this, bro. You're going to need to ask, what's the difference between the first bracha and the second bracha? In benching. You're going to be benching. Right? Shabbos Kodesh is coming. Even if you don't have bread, if you don't watch today, Shabbos Kodesh is coming. You're going to say, you're going to say, Rabbitson, I got an interesting question for you. In the first bracha, Hazan is Olam. He gives food. We're talking like to him. And in the second bracha, it says, no delucha. Thank you, Hashem. Why the difference? And you'll tell him, but you have to go further than this. You'll have to start, you'll tell him, because the first bracha was written in Chutz Laaretz, so it's not as direct. And the second bracha was written in, by Yeshua in Eretz Israel. It's more direct, right? And then, Mitz Hashem, after that word, on Moses Shabbos, you'll call Nevish Benef. No, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. All right, here we go. Now, according to this, it looks not so good. It looks like Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't have this direction. You know, is, 
he's, he's talking from a Kutzlaritz. He's talking third person. You give food. You don't, he gives food. He doesn't talk directly. Doesn't sound good. Sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu isn't on the same level as Yeshua. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu talks about in third person. And he does, he feeds the world. And Yeshua comes into the land and it says, thank you, Hashem. It's much more direct. So is Moshe Rabbeinu on a lower level than Yeshua? How do we understand that? Okay, so now he adds a very We're going to talk about three ideas. And again, this, this is where it gets about my faith. I'm going to try to learn it with you guys, but it's a, just a question to talk about. I, I think it's clearly not fascinating about my paper. So it says like this. So it says we shouldn't think, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come to Israel, we shouldn't look as a blemish to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says in the Zohar, There are three concepts in how we relate to Hashem. There's the, what's called Ani, Ata, and Hu. Ani is I, we'll see what that means, in terms of our relationship with Hashem. Ata is you, that's another relationship with Hashem. And there's, then it's who, he, right? So we'll discuss it. That, there's a very famous book called I and Thou, right? Famous book that, uh, in Jewish thought, not classic Jewish thought, but well-known book. And here it's talking about there's actually three levels, I, you, and he. And when we talk about Hashem and our relationship with Hashem, how does this work? And we'll see how Moshe Rabbeinu fits into all of this. Oh, I know I should do simpler pieces, but it's, I'm such a, whatever. I got such a time to do this kind of thing. Anyway, we'll do it anyway. We're here. So it says like this. That says, the who, the idea of who, when we talk about Hashem as he, Madrega Yosher Gadola. It's a bigger level. Shemasig Mokam Yosher Gadol. He sees a bigger place. Loshayach Lomer Alav Nochach. Ah, the Baltic. What he's saying is like, let me just, let me make a pause over here. Let me tell, let me tell you what I think Rabbi Sadiq is saying in a little different terms. There is knowing Hashem and there's believing Hashem. Believing in Hashem. Which is bigger? Knowing Hashem or believing in Hashem? I can answer my own question or anybody can answer. So believing in Hashem is higher. Why? Because let's say I, I understand there's Hashem, right? So I, like I see, I see the Torah, nobody else could have written it. I see, a, I see how a person works, all the DNA and how it functions. No, it has to be Hashem. I see a baby being born, it has to be Hashem. I see a mountain, you know, a beautiful mountain range, it has to be Hashem, right? Now, how much do I understand? I'm understanding Chalap's understanding of God. Like, I've got Chalap's I've got understanding of what, who Hashem is. Right? But that obviously is going to be, ex- that's going to be extremely limited. Excuse me, gentlemen. This is my American phone. It's a little bit... Uh... Well, yeah, hi. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm giving it to you right now. If I could tell you to call you back, if you can call back at about 3.15, I'd appreciate it. Is that possible? Thanks so much, Ryan. Okay. 
Yeah, that was my uh, was my stockbroker. Just you know, just made another hundred thousand. Okay, don't want to talk about it right now. It's okay. Yeah, I didn't even. Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever. I told him I can't talk about small change. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. Yeah, she understood. She understood. Anyway, I can't. I can't stand being by, bothered by these. You know, just tell them. Like another at least three. Like, okay. Okay. Whatever. Just can't get can't get good help these days. The um, so you have over here. So so if I have under, understanding of Hashem, right? I, like I understand Torah fits. Everything's amazing, right? The sunrise, babies. Wow. Yom Kippur, I feel connected. Shabbos Kodesh. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. You know, again, life is not black and white, but we try to connect. Now, how big is my understanding of Hashem? That's however big Harcholap's brain or Neshama is, right? How big is Hashem? Totally, like, beyond the beyond the beyond. Like, as soon as it's me, I've made Hashem finite, so to speak. Again, it's not 100% true because I can still, there's a space in my brain because I'm a nefeshel or mimal because I'm, we're, a, we're a godly soul. So we understand that there's some way that we have no words for Hashem and his infiniteness, right? Which is why the highest expression when you'll talk about Hashem is not the name Yudke Vavke, normally, at least in Hasidic writing. It's Ein Sof or the Or Ein Sof, right? The endless light. That's the best we can do. To say there's an endless light. We don't know what the light is. We don't know what endless means. Right? Then I can just say there's something I don't have any idea about. So that's a moon. A moon is when I have no idea. Totally beyond me. That's a moon. Now a moon really on a certain level is definitely higher than my understanding of Hashem. Because my understanding of Hashem is going to be limited. I understand whatever I understand, whatever I don't understand. But so the word atah, you guys getting me, right? You got this idea that amuna is really higher in Jewish thought. Now, it doesn't mean we're talking about blind faith. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean we just like believe something because like somebody convinced me. We don't believe that, that God got nailed to a cross. You know what I mean? We don't believe that. We don't believe that that can happen to God. You know, Lahabu, excuse me. I don't like to take pot shots at other religions, but sometimes when things are like, like, what? How'd you guys figure that one out? Who was the PR guy on that one? You know? You know why? You, you never heard, the, heard that one, uh, Shafi, why, why uh, Gushkin never went to college? Because he got nailed on his boards. Okay. Um, so here we go. Um, so there's an idea of what I understand. What I understand is that's you, Hashem, that's Atta. Baruch Atta Hashem. That's the bracha that we make. And we try, again, we don't do it easily, but it's Baruch Atta Hashem. You Hashem. I look at an apple, I say, wow, Hashem, this is all about you. Right? I realize this is all about you. This isn't about just some random red thing that grew out of nowhere. It's about you. But there's another level where I say, where I just, right? Hu haya, hu hovet, hu He just, he always was, he is, and he always will be. I don't know what that means. That's Tola Muna. I can't picture that. So that's a higher level. And that's who. Who haya, who hovet, who yihia is a different reality, right? That's where I, it goes past me. 
Moshe Rabbeinu was the level of who? It wasn't the level of Atta, because Moshe Rabbeinu lived with this awareness of the, and again, I don't have, we can't imagine what this reality is, but he lived in a world of Amuna where he totally doesn't see the limited qualities of Hashem as Atta. He sees Hashem as something which is, and he lives with the fact that Hashem is totally beyond him and he lives with it all the time, which I don't know how you do that. I don't know how it's like you're always, it's always beyond your limit and you live with it as a reality, right? But that's what the concept of who means. So Modrabeno is the concept of the fact that we can't even imagine it. There's no Atta, there's no you. And because of that, his Madrega is higher than saying you. That's called, there's a difference between who, which means you, he, and Atta, which is you. So let's just get this, again, this is more the Kabbalistic way of understanding the first and second bracha. The first bracha we said, talks to Hashem, Hazanasa, we talk about Hashem. Hashem, you give food, Hazanasa, he gives food to everyone, right? We don't talk to them directly. Simple reason, it's because it was given in Chutzlaretz. And Nodelcha, which talks directly to Hashem, was given in Eretz Israel. That's the word you're going to tell your wife, Yaakov, right? Then there's the second level, which you can tell the Olam in the Shul, you're going to share it with them, that the first bracha is Hazan, it's because it's not directly going to Hashem, because Moshe Rabbeinu is writing it from a reality which is not limited to you. It's a reality where he's beyond even saying you, because he knows that his you is going to be limited. So he's going to be looking to Hashem as a who, as a he, something which is beyond his comprehension. And he's going to live with that reality. So he's never going to be in a state of like, oh, I see Hashem directly. I feel Hashem directly, which he does, but it's in a much different level. So much Rabbeinu gives the first bracha and says, Hazan is a goal. He gives food because he just knows that he, the most, that Hashem's reality is way beyond him. And that's the, that's the reality we lives on. However, by Yeshua, and when Jewish people come into Israel, it's no delacha. We thank you. And again, that's the liver that, that's what we're searching for. We're searching for the Atta. We're searching for, when we say a bracha, baruch Hashem, that's what we're trying to look to. We're trying to figure out how to say Atta. We're trying to figure out how do I take an apple and say, and somehow have the kavana to say, this apple is not just like this little red thing. It's, it's an expression of Hashem, of your godliness, right? We're learning Torah right now, right? Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu Asher Now this is interesting, it's not Torah itself, but right, the, that it's, but it's you, Hashem, who gave us this Torah. But that's gonna be a level that is a great level, but there's a certain deep level which is above that. Is this making sense at all to you guys? You guys getting this at all? Yeah, really. Let me ask something. So when you say um, you, no, but when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying when he was living it, it was more like he was living on the infinite level. Right. That's what you're saying, right? Right, exactly. So infinite is... can't get there, I'm sorry, go ahead, Yankov, what? No, 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 let me go. No, so the infinite is the word who. Represent, infinite is represented by the word who because infinite has no, I have no shyness to infinite. Only Hashem is infinite. So I can only speak about Hashem as he, right? Right? I can only talk about Hashem as him because infinite I can't directly talk to. So finite in this world, I can say you. 
right? And, and our search in this world is to find the you. Yeah? Okay. Because <laughs> if we were, try, we were to try to find the infinite, then we would uh, we'd get nowhere. Is that right? Uh, no, we have to. We get to touch on it because part of our part of our neshama knows what the infinite is. That's the that's the nefesh mal, mamish, and there's far five points five parts to our neshama, and the highest part perceives that. Again, we don't perceive it here in this world because we became very physical. But there's the highest part of our neshama, right? Um, the which is kind of is aware of this higher reality it comes out in very usual unusual ways and unusual times but it's that deep connection of the Shema Yisrael that somehow when everything 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 is just whatever we still connect to Hashem even though we like the you we don't see we just know that there's something more infinite something higher I mean listen I'm not going to try to understand something which I don't understand but uh, when we go to Poland, I don't know if you guys remember, in the match we said over, and I saw it also recently, not, uh, that there was a French lady. I don't know why she was stationed in Auschwitz, but she was. I don't know if she was like to make sure the prisoners, the foreign prisoners weren't, weren't treated bad, you know, the non-Jewish foreign prisoners, but whatever it was, she said for two years straight, every day, every day, they said, Jews went, didn't went into the, into, the, into the gas chambers and screamed, Shema Yisrael. Yeah, can we understand that? Can we understand how that works? I don't think so. Because that's a who. That's, that's a Yiddish that's an expression of a reality that we can't even imagine. Right? Whatever. I, maybe it's a taste of it. Okay, let's do, let's do a little bit more here if we can. We're not, <laughs> not going to get through the piece, but we'll get through whatever we can in the next few minutes. Somebody coming over. And it says, oh, no, 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 no. Moshe Rabbeinu Lashon Baila de Matranisa. So it says Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the husband of the queen. Again, I don't know what that term means over here. His Sigmadreya Gadola. Moshe Rabbeinu was on this high level. Well, Lachain, therefore, Lo Nifnas Le'eris Israel. He didn't come into Eris Israel. The Haya Madregosalam Melamala Mizah. Because Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't be contained. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't from this world. So even the highest madrager of what we have in Eretz Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu had no shaykhs to it. So it's not so, again, so there's two ways of re- relating to Chutzlaretz. There's one way of relating to Chutzlaretz that it's not Eretz Israel, right? And for us, that's the case. We should all want to be in Eretz Israel. Again, if it can work out, you know, I don't matter, there's, there's realities to it. There's emotional, there's emotional realities and, 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 and financial realities. But the, the chuka, the desire of a yid should be to be an Eretz Israel. We should want to be an Eretz Israel. But mo, there are other, but Moshe Rabbeinu was on a Madraka. We had no shaykhs there all of a So it wasn't a question that he's not coming into Eretz Israel because, because he was on a higher, like he was on a lower level. I never made it to Eretz Israel. The Eretz was, he was above. Now it could be, I don't know, he doesn't speak about it in this piece. It could be that the Moshe Rabbeinu, when he, when Tchir Samesu will come, Eretz Israel may become a whole different reality, and then Moshe Rabbeinu can go in because it's going to be on a, whole, a higher, higher level. But the way it is now, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't go in, be, not because he's, you know, he's a chutzlar yid, you know, it's because he has no shaykh as to what Eretz Israel has to offer, because Eretz Israel has to offer a certain relationship that Moshe Rabbeinu is way beyond. 
which again, it's only for Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not for, it doesn't mean that we're lacking. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is like, we're shooting for the stars. Moshe Rabbeinu is above the stars. It's something like that. Now, we don't have a base of English. We want to go to Israel and we want to talk to Hashem directly, but we don't have that. There's no base of English. That's where things get direct. So then, what do we have? We have Hashem's lighting up his countenance to us, Pirish. It shows the light of his face. So for us, what we get is the Shekhinah. Again, Shekhinah is still great, whatever. A person should be connected to the Shekhinah. But when we leave that Atta, so we go into a place called Golis. And the Shekhinah is, goes with us. Darga the Ani. The Ani, that's, that's the third level. What does it mean to go to Golis and have the level of Ani? Pirish, Shuhu, Darba Kerav Libo. Wow. Wow. So intense. It's so intense. I'm done. Without Torah, I, I'm, without Torah, you, you can't, you can't breathe. It's much like having those masks on, you know? I'll tell you why this is such, to me, is because he's saying, Ani is where the Shechina is. He's inside us. Dar Bekerev Libo, he lives in his heart. This idea itself is what he feels, he understands. He feels inside, there's no one else. Let me just read the line. And Hashem fills the world. It's the recognition that like jumps out. Okay, I'm going to have to pause it here, but let me just tell you what I think he's saying. How do we know Hashem? Right? But how does someone live in LA and live with Hashem? How do you do that? How do you live in Brooklyn and live with Hashem? The terrorist is there's a level called Ani. Ani means Hashem comes and dwells inside of me. I live it. I know it inside. I know it. It's, it's clear to me. Every one of us has had a certain experiences where we like, nobody has to convince us. It's not an intellectual thing, even though we do use our intellect, but it's a clarity of, I've gone through whatever we've gone through. And the only way I made it out, the only way I have this clarity, the only way that things happened was because Hashem was with me. That's Ani. There's a Madrega of Besa Migdash. We see Hashem. We see Hashem. We mamish go to the Besa Migdash, and I don't know what this means, but Bez Hashem hopefully soon. We see Hashem. For the meantime, in Golis, it's Ani. There's another Madrega, which, which is called like this super infinite consciousness called Hu. But those are the three levels. The levels of relating to Hashem is Ani where I feel it, I, it's in me. It's not Hashem that I'm Hashem, Hashem. But I mean, I feel Hashem, he, he took resonance in my heart. I have to open up my heart so he can take resonance there. And then there's another level, Mitzvah and Eretz Yisrael, no Delucha, we talk about Hashem directly. Right? 
That's what we live in Eretz Yisrael. And we go to the base of Mikdash, and the base of Mikdash is atah. They fall into the faces because Hashem is mamish right there. You can't picture what that might be. And then there's a picture, there's a level of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's who? That's him. We talk about Hashem only as him because he's so distant. He's so enormous. He's so huge. He's so infinite that we can't touch him. So why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't go in was because he has no, he has no connection to Eretz Yisrael. Ultimately. He's ultimately way above Eretz Yisrael. He's who? We go to Eretz Yisrael and we, and we yearn for Eretz Yisrael because we want a relationship with Atta. And in the meantime, the relationship that we have is the Ani. It's within me. It's the connection that I feel deeply within my neshama to Hashem. Okay, I'm going to hold it up here. Oh, that was amazing. Amazing, no? Beautiful. Ashrenu. Amamish Ashrenu. I'm telling you, the both sides. Ah, I kiss you guys also. I, I love kissing Sifrei Torah. <laughs> guys, have a wonderful Shabbos. I'll be right there. From those Shabbos, it's hard to get to the door even. Shabbos, Rabbi. Have a good Shabbos, Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Okay. Okay.